When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to. You the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 170 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills, I want to remind you about what's new in the online shop at mistresscarrie.com. You can now get Mistress Carrie three-quarter sleeve 70s-inspired retro jerseys with either black sleeves or purple sleeves featuring the Mistress Carrie logo with purple flames. And there's a lot more on the website and the shop as well. T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, beanies, koozies, pint glasses, coffee mugs, even a bag that you can take inside all the concerts in New England. Yes, it meets the specs. Check out all that and more in the shop at mistresscarry.com or just check the links in the show notes of this episode. Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills was one of my first guests when we launched the Mistress Carry podcast back in 2020. Matter of fact, he was on episode seven. Now he's on episode 170. He's also on the road with Metallica opening up night number two of the M72 World Tour. A lot can change in a few short years. Spencer had some time off in Texas, so we talked about his love of North Shore roast beef sandwiches, what it's like to tour with Metallica, and the anticipation of bringing the M72 World Tour to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. We also talked about his fill-in guitar player, Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves, Metallica's use of pyro, We talked about Disturbed and his love of movies and even starring in the movie The Retaliators and what it was like to meet Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch for the first time. We also talked about the upcoming new music from Ice Nine Kills in Time for Halloween and this weekend's Silver Scream Con. Spencer Charnas is a very busy guy and he's got a lot going on and I was so happy that he found the time to come back on the show. So... Allow me to reintroduce you to Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. 
Mr. Spencer Charnis. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's been too long and I've missed you dearly. I had to look it up. And when I launched the Mistress Carrie podcast shortly after WAF went off the air and in the height of the pandemic, I made calls to get the thing started. And you were one of the first people to say, yes, book me. You were on episode seven. Now I'm at almost 200 episodes and counting back on the radio. Like the whole world is different. I was in on the ground floor of this podcast and I want to take most of the credit for it. But thank you for acknowledging that. You I can love you. take all of the credit for it. I want you to know if your ears were ringing over the weekend, uh, it's because I was talking about you. I was in Beverly at the Cabot Theater and I was with the guys from Rubicon and we were hungry late night and we went out for roast beef sandwiches Oh, my God. And some I'm so of, jealous. Some of the guys had never had a three-way before, and I told them that you were the one that introduced me to it, so we were singing your praises. That is amazing. Although, in Beverly, at that hour, you got to be careful about saying three-way. You know, the no. guys might take it the wrong way. Yeah, no, no, but no. As no, long sure. as you specify. Um, insanely jealous of that. And uh, I always like to hear stories about beef and the North Shore. It, it makes me feel right at home. And I love the cabin. It's a great, great place. We had to go over the bridge to Salem to get the sandwich late night, but it was delicious. And we wished you were there. Did you do Bill and Bob? Yes, of course. Late night. Of course. Such a clutch late night spot. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's fantastic. You know a good place when the drive-thru is riddled with bumper stickers? It's like perfect. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite late night spots. It's so I mean, good. For, for me, Nick's, you know, Nick's is the king, but Bill and Bob's is a great late night spot. And, um, Kings in Salem is also great, too. A lot's changed since the last time I had you on the show. Most notably, um, <clears throat> excuse me, touring with Metallica. Hello. It's absolutely insane. I, I Every time someone brings it up, I still kind of get chills because it's it's just unbelievable. And I'm sure that. You were actually probably at the show I'm about to reference, but the first time I saw Metallica was with my dad at the Boston Garden Fleet Center or whatever it was in like 97 on the Load album cycle. I'm sure you were at that show, right? Yep. And uh, I just, you know, it was so long ago, I was only like 11, but I remember it so vividly. And, and for all these years later, when like 25, almost 30 years later, um, to be on tour with them. It, it's just, it's mind boggling. And we can't thank them enough. They've been so cool to us. And uh, it's just been one of the craziest experiences of my life. I talked to Wolfgang Van Halen before the tour made it to North America when he was in Europe with them. And I was like, how are you going to get on the stage in the round? Are they going to smuggle you out there? And he was like, no, I'm not going in a laundry bin like Taylor Swift or something. We're just going to walk out there. He goes, but the stage is unlike anything I've ever seen. Do you share that opinion? It's, it's wild. You know, we've never played uh, on a stage in the round like that. And I remember even from that Metallica show I was referencing in the 90s, they did play in the round back then, but... I think the big difference is there was never fans in the center, you know, cause it's a donut and now they have people in the center, which they call the snake pit. And uh, 
it's definitely, it, it, there's a learning curve. It took a little bit of time to get used to. Um, but now I feel like we, we kind of know how to do it. Um, for us, you know, we're a horror band and we thrive on darkness and, and the night and lighting. So that's another thing we have to kind of had to figure out how do we do all these kind of gruesome gags because you don't have that, um, the luxury of the audience not seeing the back of you. You know, usually when we're doing on stage and I'm cutting someone's head off, you, you, uh, you don't see sort of the, uh, the rabbit coming out of the hat. Um, so this we had to sort of rework things and figure out how to, uh, to really make the biggest impact in the round. But it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I think it hopefully will just make us better performers because it's, it's, it's definitely more difficult to work a crowd uh, when, you, when you are in the round like that in the middle of a giant stadium. And you're playing during daylight hours, too, which is weird for you guys because you're able, when you're indoors, to control every part of it, including making certain parts of the stage pitch black, set changes, all of that stuff. Now, you guys are in the middle of the stadium and in broad daylight and fully exposed. <laughs> it's very exposing. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge for a band like us. But uh, we're up to it, and uh, it seems like the reaction's been been great so far. Um, you know, historically, we've heard over the years. You know, you know, it's very hard to open for Metallica because you know Metallica fans are, are so rapid; they just want to see Metallica. And uh, but our experiences, you know, people have been very respectful. And uh, it seems like it, it's it's working out really well. And I can't wait to uh, to play the rest of the shows. I can't believe this goes on for like another year. Well, we're not going to get you like till next August. Insane. At Gillette, no, nonetheless. Right? I mean, that's, that's so cool. I hope you'll be there. Of course you'll I'm going to be on my be guest there. list. Uh, I'm not missing that. I'm sure your guest list is going to be so full with the fam. I'm sure everybody you've ever met on the North Shore is like, hey, can you get me into Metallica? Well, it's so funny because a few months ago, um, I, I was I was visiting my mom and I was driving her car and uh, a, a tire popped and uh, I had to to change her tire, which, you know, I'm not really good at doing. I'm always on the back of the bus. I'm not usually changing the tires. I don't know this shit like I should. And uh, these very nice people in my mom's complex um were there and they were working on their own cars this is perfect so i ended up getting them to help me change the tire and the thing i said to them i promise if you do this i'll get you into the metallica show at gillette and they were like okay we'll do it so those two people if you're listening i appreciate it and i will see you at gillette Rockstar's got to be careful dave grohl just just broke down on the side of the road not too long ago and a tow truck driver happened to be driving by who was a Foo Fighters fan. He recognized him and stopped and picked him up. Oh, my God. You guys That's should amazing. have somebody with you all the time. You can't afford to break down alone somewhere. I know. I will, I'm in Texas right now. So if that happened, it would be very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if I would trust the, the truck driver. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the tour, I talked to Doc Coyle recently, who's been a longtime friend of mine. He was singing the praises about how amazing it's been touring with you guys because obviously later he's got Bad Wolves dates that he's got to get back to as well. He's such an awesome guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him. 
maybe four or five years ago, uh, we had the same attorney, Eric German, he introduced us. And he's just one of those guys you feel like, you know, when you meet him for the first time that you've known him for like 20 years, right? Yeah. And he's got so many friends. I'm not surprised that, that you guys, um, you seem like kindred spirits. And uh, I, I love that guy. He's awesome. And Bad Wolves is great. And it's been awesome to have him on the road. And it was so uh, sort of serendipitous and um, fateful that he ended up coming on tour with us because he's he's friends. He's good friends with with Kirk and Rob. He's in uh, their wedding band, yeah, which is the, the side project that they have. And uh, you know, we were already going on tour with Metallica, but I felt like that. I was like, oh, if the guys, if Metallica guys don't already like us, now they're going to love us because you know, Doc's in the band too. So uh, it was cool. The first um, show that we played in Amsterdam, right before the first Metallica show in Amsterdam, we played at this, you know, like two, three thousand capacity club. And I walk into the dressing room. This is at our own show. And, and, and you know, Kirk is in there playing the piano because they were coming to visit Mr. Duck. Is this life? Is this real life? I don't know. I, well, seriously. And like. The fact that you're like, well, if the guys from Metallica didn't like us, it's like, Spencer, I hate to tell you, but the opening gig of the M72 World Tour, you're not getting that gig if the Metallica guys don't like you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I thought it would just maybe push it even more past the <laughs> past the point of no return. But um, like I said, you know, they've been so... Um, courteous and you know come into our dressing room before we play before we play and you know tuxedos most of the time when we play so james came in uh the first day of the tour and he was you know messing with us and he was like oh this is this is the catering here it's pretty funny <laughs> the last time you were on the show we were talking about iron maiden and upping the production value of a live concert and we were talking about a band like maiden that really pushes their live show and production every time they go out you i know are a student of that stuff and you just must be analyzing everything that metallica is doing because i know you and the wheels for ice nine kills are always spinning with new ideas absolutely uh, they've always had such a such a great stage show um, but what's actually cool about about what they're doing on this one is it is fairly stripped down. Um, but they have these these giant towers with these video screens that have a, amazing graphics that sort of weave in and out and, and tell the stories um, of the different songs. You know, when they play one, you know, they have the war imagery. Um, and I think what I've learned from them in terms of production pyrotechnics less is more you can't be throwing up all these pyrotechnics every five seconds because it sort of loses its impact so i think it's it's with them it's done so tasteful and in the right spot so that when it happens it's really um impactful so uh we, we've only had pyro at one show we've ever done and um it was at the lowell um university of lowell um arena oh the and it was yeah song is yeah yeah and uh, I just can't wait till we get to a point where we can use pyro uh, at every show because it was like it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had on stage. Uh, just feeling that heat, and uh, I, I know that I probably wouldn't have the restraint to be as tasteful as Metallica is with it. I'd be using it every every 
Hit drum hit, probably. Well, you got to be careful. The guys from Disturbed are doing that, and they've been setting the sprinklers off at every gig. So you got to watch it. Oh, my God. Have they really? Uh, they did it. They, yeah, they just did it last weekend in New Jersey. In the middle of the show, the sprinklers on the stage just started going off because the flames got too hot. That's amazing. <laughs> we, we just recently uh, uh, sort of befriended those guys. Uh, we met them for the first time at Download uh, back in June, and they were there us perform and they came over to us after we played and they, they told us that they were really big fans of what we uh what we were doing it meant so much to us they're super nice guys love disturbed i want to talk to you about who oh, i saw at loca bazooka back in the day yeah like Wherever a thousand years ago yeah at green hill park probably yeah yeah or one of the airports was it at an airport oh, one time i can't Fitch, remember fitchburg airport yeah I was at that one. Yep. Um, so again, seeing all these people that I've admired since I was like 12 or 13 and, 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 and now playing on the same stage as them and, and, and getting uh, compliments from them. It's just, it's like, it's a dream come true. It's, 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 it's insane. It's something that I, I always, you know, when you, when you pick up a guitar, you start a band, you always hope that you become, um, something that the people you respect respect but you know you never know if it's going to happen so it's uh we're just trying to drink drink in the whole experience metallica has been always kind of involved in the movie thing but as of recently debuting the album in movie theaters live streaming the tour in movie theaters for a movie buff like you you must be like oh hell yeah like now we're getting into the movie part of stuff <laughs> I love that stuff. I I, I um, think that I attribute a lot of the success that we've had to me finally realizing that I shouldn't just be focusing on Ice Nine Kills as a band, but as as like as a movie and bands like Metallica and and uh, you know visionaries like Rob Zombie that, that really make use of those two um, platforms and combining those two something that that's always just been super inspiring to me and uh i can't wait to keep keep pushing the envelope and keep keep um doing that kind of stuff we're working on so much stuff behind the scenes in the movie and, and kind of building out the cinematic universe of ice nine kills and it's it's all very exciting night number two of the m72 world tour also features five finger death punch who speaking of movies you got to be in the Retaliators. Like, how cool was that? That was awesome. That was, um, my part was filmed during the pandemic. And that was like the first time during the whole COVID thing where I left uh, California to go somewhere else. We filmed it in Vegas. And it was, um, you know, Five Finger and us, we had the same management and a lot of the same friends, but we had never met in person. So the first time that I met Five Finger Death Punch was on set when Ivan was put, putting a gun into my mouth. That was like the first five minutes of me meeting them ever. So that was a hell of a way to uh, to get to know someone. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm going to put this uh, this gun in your mouth right now and then cut your tongue off. Spoiler <laughs> alert for those who haven't seen. <laughs> then you end up touring together on Metallica. I mean, that's pretty cool pretty cool and those guys are super nice and we got to to hang out with them um a bit um at some of the the shows metallica does that they'll have like a 
a little uh, dinner party after um, with great food and an open bar and uh, just getting to know the five finger guys a little bit more too has been awesome. And they're great. They're a great band. They're, they're like the perfect opener um, for Metallica. I feel like their songs are, are, you know, they just really work in the, that stadium setting. They're so kind of huge sounding and big and open that I think um, being on the road with Metallica for them is, is going to do so much for their career too. And it's so crazy because the way Metallica put this together is that you're you're playing one night a week basically on tour and then you get to fill the other six nights with headlining shows or maybe um, your own volume two of your Silver Scream Con. Like you get to do other stuff while being on tour with Metallica. It's awesome. And then and their whole team was so cool about us doing shows um you know in between the metallica dates uh, it, it's been incredible like you know we'll play a stadium like we played um the last one we played i think was it's hard to keep track everything's a blur right we played at the dallas cowboy stadium uh last weekend you know obviously a huge 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 place and then you know last night we did a headlining show in austin at this um this place called Stubbs, which is sort of this legendary venue here. It's only like a 2000 capacity, but big bands, you know, play there. You know, I think the Foo Fighters and Bush and, and Third Eye Blind have played there. So having that mix of these, you know, you can't get bigger than playing MetLife Stadium. And then you get to play like more of a punk rock show at, you know, a, a small legendary venue in, in such a cool town like Austin in an intimate setting it's just the the juxtaposition of those two things is 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 so cool it's like the dream it's like being able to do these big shows and then still being able to go into a club and do this packed intimate sweaty show where you know kids are stage diving and stuff well don't eat too much texas barbecue because you're going to be in danvers september 8th through the 10th and you're going to need to have room (laughs) for the roast beef sandwiches again oh my god yeah the silver screen con and three-way roast beef sandwiches, those go hand in hand. Yeah. I'll probably be eating about 10 a day. I hope you'll be there. We, I, got, we, you know, we got a pass for you. Yeah, I am going to come. It's, I, I want to see it because I didn't get to go last time, just with everything going on with COVID and trying to get back on the radio and the podcast and all of that. But I want to come because if, as you expand this thing, if there's room maybe next year for me to come and do the show from there and set up a Mistress Carrie booth and like do the thing, I want to do the thing. I would be absolutely honored. 2024, let's 1 million percent make that happen. And uh, you're always welcome at any Ice Nine Kill Silver Screen Con gathering. You are always a guest of honor for me. Thank you. Well, tell me what's going on at the con this year, because it's huge. It's so exciting. You know, just looking at like the ticket sales, um, we're about 17 days out from the convention and we already have sold twice as many tickets as we did for the entire thing 17 days before this one. So it's growing uh, rapidly. Uh, the guest list is so awesome. And, 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 you know, we have 
people who have played Michael Myers, like Don Shanks and, and Dick Warlock, and people who have played Jason, um, uh, like Tom Morga. I mean, we, we have so many great people, and not just um, from the slasher genre. We you know we also have some some comedy thrown in because that's just an, is important to me. You know, we have Terry Kaiser, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's coming to this convention. That kind of stuff blows my mind. Um, and, you know, we've got Tony Todd, famously who played Candyman. He's such a great actor. And Skeet uh, Ulrich from Scream. Oh, it, it's just uh, it, it's just such a uh, great mix of people. Um, and we like to pay tribute to, um, you know, some of the some of the, the lesser known but still cult fan favorites from the slasher genre, like Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was this huge controversial um, slasher movie that came out in the 80s where um, families were picketing out inside, out in front of theaters trying to get this movie Spencer, banned because it's don't depicted. fuck with Santa. That's right. Well, that's what they told me, but I'm, I'm fucking around. <laughs> so we got the killers from those movies. Um, Robert Brian Wilson and Eric Freeman. Um, we've got Christina Lee's from from Child's Play, and also if you were a nine hundred two one zero fan, Emily Valentine. I mean, we've got such a cool mix of of this great nostalgia, horror, comedy, and, and pop culture. And then we're playing uh, our gig at the uh, Lynn uh, Auditorium on September 9th. It's going to be awesome. I've never even been to that venue. I've just heard about it for years. It's sold out already, but maybe it scalps get some scalp tickets outside. You even have Chris Jericho from Fozzie. Oh my God. I mean, Chris has become a great friend over the last couple of years and um, he, he's just a star and he, he's, um, he's really excited to be uh, sort of morphing more into the horror world. He was in Terrifier 2, which was a big hit last year. And um, I got to hang out with him last year at, at Comic-Con in San Diego and this guy, he's he's just such a professional. Every two seconds, this guy's getting stopped by people, by fans, and he just he handles it so well. So, um, honor to have him there too. It's going to be awesome. So, if you are in the Massachusetts area, or even if you're not, fly into the convention September eighth through tenth, SilverScreenCon.com. It's going to be amazing. And then. Once that's over and Metallica kind of wraps up for the year, what's what's the future for Ice Nine Kills when it comes to movie stuff and and new music? Like, what are the goals for twenty twenty four? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first we got to take a little break because we've been straight on the road literally since late April. About we've had like a few days, like no more than like four days off at a time since late April. Um, so we're gonna take. The holidays off. Um, I think we wrap up our tour with uh, "In This Moment," which is going to be an awesome co-headlining tour early December, and then um, we're going to have a few months off and write some new music. But we will have a, a brand new song coming out in October. That's going to be a, a part of our reissue of our "Welcome to Horrorwood" album, um, and it's going it, to it has an amazing music video and, and the music video also ties up the whole welcome to Horrorwood storyline. So look out for that this Halloween season. Very excited. Uh, since you were on the show first episode seven, so long ago, 
There have been some questions that have developed over the episodes that I ask everybody. And since Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you last time, I got to ask you now. As a songwriter, is there a song from any artist of any genre that you covet, that you think is perfectly written? This is a craft question. And you wish you wrote it. Like a perfect example of songwriting is this song, Tell me what it is and tell me why you think it's perfect. Oh, my God. I mean, I think that about millions of songs. It's so hard to answer. Obviously, like the the, the generic one is like a Bohemian Rhapsody, right? But that is a perfect song. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why really quickly before I go into a deeper cut. It's because a band like Queen is so inspiring to me because they didn't listen to the suits. You know, they took so many chances with a song like that. There's so many twists. There's so many turns. There's so many beautiful melodies that um, I I think a lot of the reason why people in the business side of the things during the recording that album were saying that the song wouldn't work commercially is what made it work because they were taking so many chances. Um, Ronnie Radke uh, said the same thing about that song, by the way, from Falling in Reverse. That makes a ton of sense because he's not he's not willing to take chances either. There's tons of twists in in, in his music too, so that that makes perfect sense. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. You know, I, I'll go I'll go for something that is a little bit unusual. You know, it's not a rock song, but I I have always been a huge fan of musical theater. Right? I think there's that's no secret. No, that's a, a huge yeah a huge influence on 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 me and i've seen fan of the opera and les miserables like probably 10 times each and i just saw les miserables again in LA, and it's just something that it just never gets old and there's one song um in that musical called one day more and it takes all of the best melodies and refrains from the musical from the previous songs you've already heard um, and, and combines them in this way where it reaches like the highest like apex of any piece of music I've ever heard by uh, um, by again as I said taking all the best parts of the previous previously heard songs and putting it into this masterpiece of of of, of melodies that are intertwined and complement each other and like to me that's like the, the the greatest example of songwriting I think I've ever heard. So one day more, Layman's Rock, you heard it from me first. I think you might Probably be my first greatest. guest that cited musical theater as a song example. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I think that when you think about musical theater, when you think about rock, when you think about metal, when you think about punk or hip hop, it, it, it's it's all just great patterns and great melodies and great lyrics. no matter what kind of genre you play if you have those elements you know you have you have the ingredients of a great song and that's why i i like so many different kinds of music it doesn't really matter what style it is as long as it makes you feel a certain way it makes you you know have the the, the hair on your arm raised, you know and gives you the chills that that's the kind of stuff I'm always striving to create because that's the kind of stuff that I love that that moves me. And the last question, speaking of heavy metal, I call it the geezer Butler question. I reference it all the time. I interviewed him. 
He dropped on me that he's got 13 cats and five dogs. I asked Geezer, how do you keep track and how do you come up with names for all those? Geezer Butler drops on me that he and his wife, Gloria, name all their animals after gangster rappers. And when I heard that, I literally fell out of my chair laughing because it's not what I expected. And now on the show, I have to ask every artist what their pets are and what they're named after. And I blame Geezer. So go ahead. I mean, I don't really have too much of an interesting response to that because it's such a it's such a funny setup. Um, and I haven't had a dog of my own for so long. I love dogs. I grew up with with a golden, beautiful golden retriever named Sammy, followed by uh, a beautiful beagle named Buddy. And now my mom has um, this like Yorkie kind of mix named Charlie. Um, but following in Geezer Butler's footsteps, if I had a dog, I would name Suge Knight. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. And he always liked dogs. He always had dogs, you know, hanging out in his uh, in his low rider and stuff. I remember like on all like the MTV and behind the music, just just seeing that guy. And I feel like if you had a dog named Suge Knight, no one would fuck with you because no one fucked with Suge Knight. Nobody would fuck with the dog either because because Suge Knight. I mean, yeah, it's fucking Suge Knight. And I still say to this, we're on a great record label, but Suge, if you're out there. You know, Death Row, well, I think Ice Nine Kills and Death Row makes a lot of sense, to I, be honest. Did you not hear Although that? I don't think he owns it. He doesn't. Way. Snoop owns Death Row now. Right. Man, Shook definitely wants to kill him then. Holy <laughs> shit. That's such a slap in the face. I, I, Shook is still in, uh, is Shook still in prison? Or no? Who but, knows? Didn't he, did he die? No, no, he's not dead. I think he's just doing his time. How do we not know this? He's definitely not dead, but I think he's in. I think he's in jail. But I don't want to say too much more. I don't. Yeah, want to seriously. The, what are you trying to get yourself killed, dude? Be the yeah, subject. maybe we just edit this part out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't wait to see you at Silver Scream Con. Congratulations on the Metallica tour, and I will be. Fully nerding out, cheering for you in Foxborough next year at Gillette. I can't wait. When I watch people that I love do amazing things, I get so excited for them. So the fact that Ice Nine Kills is doing so well and is up on these massive stages with Metallica, I just, I couldn't be happier for you. Thank you so much. You're such a sweet person and it's so nice to reconnect and I can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, I'll see you soon. All right, I'll let you get back to your Texas barbecue. I'll talk to you soon. So good seeing you. Bye-bye. There he is, the one and only Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. The Silver Scream Con is happening this weekend at the Doubletree North Shore in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's September 8th, 9th, and 10th. And if you want the details and to get tickets, I put the link in the show notes to this episode. I also put all of Spencer's links, Ice Nine Kills links, all the Mistress Carrie links, and the link to this episode's corresponding playlist. I make a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast that features all of my guest music and all the songs and artists that we referenced in the interview. There's even a link to buy tickets to see Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch opening up for Metallica night number two of the M72 World Tour at Gillette Stadium on August 4th of 2024. 
If you liked what you heard, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday. Plus, every weekday, you get the sit rep, which gives you all of your rock news, music headlines, and entertainment updates in around five minutes. And you never know when we're going to release a bonus episode. Join me live every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern on my official Facebook page for my video show, Cocktails in the War Room, and you can always find me on the radio. Get the details on all that and more at mistresscarry.com. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.